visualizing the life you want and the person that you need to be is so crucial and really just figuring out what the gap is between your habits and routines and mindset that you have now so that you can develop new habits and routines and systems that will help fill that gap so that you can get to that elevated level of yourself. Grown Girl Gang, welcome back to the Grow We Grow Now podcast. I am your host, Victoria, and today we are wrapping up this month's series talking about how we can really glow up and go about achieving our elevated life and really just going after a life of fulfillment and the life of our dreams. So, the biggest takeaway that I want everyone to get from this episode is that we are in complete control of whether or not we decide we want to put in the time and effort to level up our lives. It's not easy, but it's about deciding that you are ready to take things to the next level. So I want us all to really leave this episode ready to build our game plan that will make 2024 the year of commitment to work towards a life that we want that will be holistically fulfilling for ourselves. The very first thing I want us all to do is to figure out what our mantra is going to be. So I've always done like a focused word, but never really a focused mantra. So this is something that I really really want to implement for next year and really figure out what my mantra is for 2024. The purpose of having a mantra is to have a one to two sentence statement that sums up your why and the bigger picture. So when the time comes where it gets tough and trust me, that time is going to come. This is the time where you will be able to use your mantra to get you through. This is basically your mission statement for your life. So when you are considering what your mantra is going to be, make sure that it makes sense for the life that you are trying to fulfill. Once you figure out your mantra, this is the time to really hone in on the different pillars that will get you to the elevated life that you are wanting. So with that, I want to present to you what I like to call the grown girl glow up. I have actually been thinking about doing a series about this on my personal TikTok. So I feel like doing an episode about this is the perfect start. So if you are ready to step into your grown girl era and really figure out how you can elevate your life, then this episode is for you. Say it with me. 2024 is going to be different for me. It's going to be my year. How did that feel? (laughs) Okay, so the most important thing is to really decide who you want to be. Really figuring out what the elevated you looks like from head to toe down to your scent, your style, the way that you carry yourself and the way that you show up in the world. Really so many different factors are involved in this. And then from there, you have to really figure out what you want your life to look like and the work that you have to put in to attain that life. Before the glow up, there's the preparation that is needed to know what the goal is and what you are working towards. So I split it up into five foundational principles that will make it easier to start to plan out each section of your life so that you can get to the elevated version of you. So let's dive in into the grown girl glow up principles. The first one and these principles are in no particular order. They are all equally important. So keep that in mind as you are listening and going through and hopefully taking notes. Let's start with wellness because honestly, it's one of my favorite things. So I would say wellness really is a no brainer principle. When you feel good, trust me, everything else tends to fall in place. Fitness and the proper nutrition is going to easily be 
your energy booster, confidence booster, mood booster. And again, it's a good way to feel better altogether. I think a lot of times we can overcomplicate our nutrition and our fitness, definitely with all the different things we see on social media, all the different opinions and different methods. Truly, you have to figure out what works best for you. And my biggest tip is to really just keep it simple and don't overcomplicate it. For example, for fitness, find something that you enjoy so that you will be able to be consistent. If you decide that you want to choose a workout that you hate, but it's super popular in social media, you aren't going to last because the last thing that you need in your life is to do something that you don't enjoy. We already have to do plenty of things that we don't want to do. So this is really the time to pick something that you enjoy. So whether that's dancing, walking, weightlifting, Pilates, whatever it is, just decide to be consistent. And the beautiful thing about dancing or Pilates or anything like that, you literally can find a YouTube video, a free one at that, so that you can do it in the comfort of your home if you just don't want to invest in a gym membership or if you don't want to spend the money on those really trendy classes. Just invest the time into finding a good fitness person on YouTube that you really enjoy their videos and start doing them. And if you choose walking, the beautiful thing is that a lot of times you can find a park or somewhere with a nice paved sidewalk or trail that you can walk on. And that is also another free avenue for a workout that you could do. The important thing is that you decide on some kind of daily movement that you can do and that you can really incorporate into your life and make that a habit and just a daily part of your routine. When it comes to nutrition, I really feel like making the small changes that lead to big results over time is what's going to be key. I think one of the biggest changes that you can make is eating at home and cooking fresh meals. Just doing that is going to make a huge difference and if you can take it a step further and center your meals around protein, then that is going to be such a game changer. So I don't want to sugarcoat this, but when you're used to eating out a lot, it is going to be challenging to shift that habit into cooking and making your meals at home because that is going to be a time investment. And a lot of the appeal of eating out is the convenience. We don't have to cook. We can just pick it up. We can eat it and boom, we're done. But again, start small, make small changes. If that is daunting to you to think about cooking all of your meals at home, then just start with one meal. Decide that one meal a day, you are going to make that meal at home. And for me, the biggest thing that helps is to plan ahead. So if I'm going to cook, a sure way that I'm going to do that is to plan that out over the weekend, buy the ingredients that I need, maybe even meal prep it. And that way I have everything I need. So when I so when I sign off work, I don't have to go to the grocery store. So that way when I'm signing off work, I don't have to decide when I want to eat and then go to the grocery store and buy the ingredients I already have. I already know what I'm planning on making. I have the ingredients. So all I have to do is cook. Or if I decide to meal prep, then I can just pull it out, heat it up and eat it. So I think really just figuring out what's going to work best for you given the schedule that you have. But another really great thing about choosing to cook your meals and to eat at home. And when I say cook your meals, I mean using fresh ingredients to make your meals, not pre-prepared meals that you're sticking in the microwave or the oven to heat up. I get like when you're in a pinch, you might need to do that, but we have to be mindful of just the sodium and all of the other additives that are going to be in that. And that's going to take away from some of the healthiness of making your meals at home. But I will say that a really cool thing about making your meals at home is that you know exactly what you are putting in it and you don't have to worry about the sanitary conditions and the ingredients and the things that are going into your food because you're going to know because you're the one making it. So I love just having the ownership of that. I think that is one of my favorite things about cooking at home 
home. And also a really good tip that Bangs gave us in episode 39 is to ritualize these things when you're making a new habit. So if you're going to make this new shift to cooking at home, ritualize it. And that means set the mood and set the vibe for cooking, whatever that looks like for you and whatever will make you excited to cook at home, do that. So that might be making a cooking playlist, light a candle, whatever it is, set the mood to make cooking more appealing for you. Another thing that I love about cooking is that you can make your favorite dishes and you can make them a healthier version. So again, that is another added bonus about cooking at home is that you can still make tasty meals, but also you're able to make them healthier. You can really just play around with different flavors and spices and different recipes. And I think that over time, it's one of those things that you're going to start to enjoy because you're going to be able to make it fun in so many different ways. That can even be inviting a friend group over and you all cooking together, everyone bringing a dish and you guys socialize over the meals that you're making. I think, again, whatever it takes for you to find more joy in this habit change that you're going to make, I think that's what's going to be so powerful and that's what's going to help you stay consistent. Principle number two, physical appearance. So I know that people don't love to talk about the importance of physical appearance in our society and the role that it plays, but truly the way that we present ourselves matters. This is a huge part of the first impression that someone gets of us when we show up and when we are meeting someone for the first time. As much as we might not love this being a factor, it just is the reality that people will notice if you are put together or not. For example, if you are planning to go meet a client or a new friend and you show up disheveled with your hair all over the place and your clothes wrinkled, a stain on your shirt and things like that, that person who doesn't know you from Adam is going to get an immediate judgment of you. And it will be a very different perception than they would probably get if you show up looking neat and put together and to show up looking like you actually put effort into your appearance before you decided to meet them. That's going to be a more positive judgment and perception that 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 person is going to get from you just by the way that you showed up and also the way that you walk in and the way that you introduce yourself. All of these things are factoring into your first impression. So in terms of physical appearance, a big part of that is your style. It's really important to figure out what your personal style is so that you can own it. So to me, that means figuring out what colors flatter your skin tone. What kind of clothes flatter your body type? How can you color contrast your outfit so that it makes you look amazing? And really just how can you make your style authentic to you? And the reason why that is so important is because the more authentic your style is to you, the more comfortable you will be in your clothing. And when you are comfortable in your style and in your clothing, it really does boost your confidence. When you walk into a room, people are going to know that confidence. And when someone notices that confidence, they will want to know more about you. So a starting point to help you figure out what your personal style is, is to go through your closet and figure out which colors really make your features pop. Honestly, this is something that I've never even thought a lot about until more so recently. Of course, I know the colors that I feel I look the best in, but what I've never done was to grab a bunch of different shirts or dresses and all different colors and different shades of those colors and try them on, take a picture and really examine them to say, to see, okay, which colors 
actually accentuate me and which colors make me look washed out. And I think the cool thing is that when you do this, you're going to realize that some of the colors you love wearing might make you look a little bit washed out. And again, that is okay. Wear what you want. But I think knowing these things can help you decide what you want to wear. I feel like we've all had those days where we just felt like, oh, we have nothing to wear because nothing in our closet looks good on us. So I think when we really become sure of colors that look good on us, styles that look good on us, it will help us be more intentional when we are shopping and when we're cleaning out our closet so that we can keep the things that look the best on us. So when there comes times when we have to find an outfit, it can just be a little bit easier to find something because the things in our closet make sense for us. I do feel like physical appearance and just like the style aspect is something that's a little bit more challenging to explain without visual examples. So definitely stay tuned. This is something that I will share more about in my personal TikTok series when I do talk about this because I do think it's really important to feel good and confident in your outfits. And again, it's going to give you that confidence boost that will help you elevate your life. The third principle is mindset. So mindset is literally everything. In order to really elevate your life, you have to elevate your mindset. You have to remember that your current mindset has given you the current life you have. So you have to think about what kind of mindset you need to have to get to the life that you want. Visualizing the life you want and the person that you need to be is so crucial and really just figuring out what the gap is between your habits and routines and mindset that you have now so that you can develop new habits and routines and systems that will help fill that gap so that you can get to that elevated level of yourself. Truly, the biggest thing is that you have to remember that you are capable of anything. The only thing that's holding you back from the life that you want truly is your mind. It's the thoughts that are keeping you stagnant. It's the negative affirmations or the negativity that other people have poured into you. But truly, when you change your mindset and you rewire your brain and your thoughts, this is going to be the key to changing your life and helping you get to that elevated life. You have to think that some of the most successful people that we see they were just like us. They were ordinary people living lives that maybe they weren't so fulfilled in and they made a choice to go after their dreams and to do something different and that paid off for them. Of course, it took time, but they understood their vision and they understood that they were meant to do so much more and to live a much more fulfilled life. And I think once you really decide that you are worth it and you decide that this is the time that you're going to go after and you're not going to give up, that's when you are going to start being able to actually change and elevate your life. So some tips to help you change and elevate your mindset is to really fill your mind and subconscious with things that are going to add value to your life and make you better. So a tip that I have is you can read more. That is one of the best ways to learn. Even if it's just 15 to 30 minutes a day, decide that you will read 15 to 30 minutes before bed instead of watching TV or scrolling on social media or maybe when you wake up, you will spend 15 to 30 minutes then instead of instantly grabbing your phone and scrolling on social media. Whenever it is in your day, find the time that you can replace something that's not adding as much value into your life with something like reading that can add value into your life and give you the opportunity to learn something that's going to benefit you for your future. Another tip is to really examine your thoughts. If you're more pessimistic, then you have to find a way to change your thoughts so that you can breed positivity. A great way to do this is to journal and take a few minutes a day to write down what you're grateful for as well as 
is best case scenario journaling. I feel like it's so easy to imagine the worst case scenarios, but by journaling about the best case scenarios, you are requiring your brain to think of the best case and the best outcome of whatever situation it is. And I believe when you put that out into the universe, you are putting that positive energy towards the thing that you are wanting and the thing that you are working on. So to start this practice, write down a worry that you currently have and then write down the best case scenario and start doing this with things in your life that you find yourself worrying about. And over time, you're going to see how that transforms the way that you think and that your mindset is around these things that you're unsure of or the things that you're worrying about. This is a really transformative practice that can really help you start to attract good things and good outcomes into your life. The fourth principle is lifestyle. So when I think of lifestyle, I think of your hobbies, your relationships, and the things that you enjoy doing when you are not working and really making sure that you make the time in your life to do the things that you love. I think that in society, at least in American society, we just have this work, work, work attitude and I'm going to work hard now. I'm not going to take breaks. I'm not going to rest. I'm going to do all these things and so that later in life I can enjoy the fruits of my labor. And I think that we really underestimate the uncertainty of life and how fragile it is and how we just don't know what is going to happen. So to me, the best thing that you can do is to really find a good work-life balance so that you can work and that you can do the things necessary to set yourself up for the future, but you don't have to stop living life in order to do that. And granted, there might be periods of your life, like maybe six months, maybe a year where you really just grind it out. But what I don't want to happen is for every year, for the next decade, you're on this grind to where you're just not able to enjoy life and certain opportunities and certain experiences you just miss out on. Because again, like the age you are today, you're only that age once. So of course, do what you need to as far as your career and your work, but also make sure you have balance so that you can also create experiences and live life where you are and at the age that you are now. I just really feel that the most important part of life is feeling fulfilled in your life. And there's so much more to living than making money. I understand that we need money to have a certain kind of lifestyle and a more comfortable lifestyle that gives us this level of freedom. But we have to also think, what is it that we want to do with our time once we have that freedom? And how can we start to incorporate those things into our lives now so that we don't have to wait and we can really just enjoy life as we're going along and working towards the things that we want to work on? Some tips I have to figure out what lifestyle you want to live again is going back to visualization what does your dream lifestyle look like what are you doing in your free time in this lifestyle are you traveling if so what adventures are you doing while you're traveling what are the hobbies you spend your time doing think about the things that you have always wanted to try and the things that you've always enjoyed but you just haven't really made time to do them have you always wanted to go horseback riding have you wanted to play tennis have you wanted to learn pickleball whatever it is, just think of those things, write it down and start doing them. And you can do this by finding a club that you can join or a class that you can enroll in so that you can start exploring different hobbies that you might like and that you've just always wanted to try. 
The more time that you spend exploring and trying new things, the more likely you are going to find what you truly enjoy. And also, you will likely meet amazing people along the way, which I find to be a really exciting added bonus. And then principle number five is career and income. So this really ties in closely to the fourth principle, but when you consider the kind of life you want to live, it can really help you determine how much income you need to live a happy, fulfilled, and comfortable life. But more than that, it's crucial that you figure out what career path would you actually enjoy. I think too many of us spend our lives on unfulfilling career paths. And that in itself is really sad because we spend so much time working that it is a scary thought to think that some people go into a job they hate for decades. I really admire the people who take a leap of faith on themselves and they quit that high paying job or that quote great job to pursue their dreams even if that means that they have to work a service industry job in the meantime part-time while they grow their business or figure out their passion. Figuring out a career path that excites you is so challenging. I think the beautiful thing about now in 2023 going into 2024 there are a lot of lucrative paths for creatives that I feel like were not around or at least they weren't as lucrative or as known when I was going to college. And now we just don't have to think of the quote practical paths like law, medicine, engineering, all of those things. Of course, if that's your passion, great. But if it's not, that is also okay because I believe there is a path forward for you. You just have to really find it so that you can lean into that fulfillment in your career. So some tips I have for that is to try taking one of those free career tests or even the personality test that will list different careers that you would likely enjoy based on your personality. But if you don't want to go down the test route, you can just write down a list of things that you love to do and see which one can translate into a career path or even a business idea if you think entrepreneurship is the direction you want to go in. Also, really just think about what excites you the most and what you are passionate about, such as teaching others. Do you get excited about fashion or fitness or the latest news and tech? Factoring in all these things will help you figure out if you want to get into a leadership role. It'll help you figure out what kind of industry you want to be in, whether that's health and wellness, more of a retail store industry, a tech industry, whatever it is, just really figuring out what you enjoy doing. If teaching and inspiring and leading people is a part of that path and then figuring out if you feel like you are more behind the scenes, if you prefer to be the forefront of things, if you're more analytical or if you are more creative, just really taking the time to figure out those things about yourself is going to be so helpful in helping you decide what makes sense as a career path for you. And I think a lot of times people underestimate why it's so important to figure this out because when you find the path that is right for you and that you're passionate about and that you are naturally, it's just like a gift that you have, you are going to really excel in that. And that's going to also help you get to the income that you're trying to get to. Also, I think there is a lot of value in asking people in your life what they see you doing based on what they know about you. 
you may be shocked to find out that people may see a very clear career path for yourself that you may not have seen for yourself. So I think it's definitely worth it to ask your close friends, your close family members, and just say, hey, with everything that you know about me, what can you see me doing career-wise and what can you see me thriving in? And again, I think they really might have some eye-opening tips and some eye-opening suggestions for you that you can look into and figure out if that is something that you can also see yourself doing. So I know these five principles may seem like a lot, but if you just look to achieve one to two goals within each principle, you will see your life really start to elevate and go in the direction that you want it to go in. And this is really going to help you become the person that you've been dreaming about being. And during this process, this is also the time to really start living like you are already that person and like you already have this life that you are working towards. Because when you develop these habits and you start owning that this is going to be your life, this is again just another thing to help you stay the course and to help you really tap into how much you really want this life. It will really keep you inspired to go after your dream life so that you can live your most fulfilled life. I just, I can't stress it enough. And I, and this is something that I've become so passionate about just from my own feelings about, you know, where I'm at in life and just talking to friends and family members. I just think it's so important that we invest in ourselves and we go after our dream life because regret is scary. And I just don't want anyone to continue to go through life on autopilot and then 20 years down the line, look back and think, dang it, like I really just went through life stagnant, but I didn't really live a life that brought me joy and fulfillment. And so I think that the best thing that we can all do right now is to decide today what we think about the life that we're currently living, what is our dream life, what the gap is, and how we can start implementing these five principles to help us fill in that gap to get to our most fulfilled life, the life that we literally dream of. So as I said, I really want to do a series on this on my personal TikTok, so stay tuned for that and really let's work towards achieving our dream lives together. I really hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that you found my principles and tips useful. And I really cannot wait to chat with you next week. So until next week, bye grown girl gang. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. If you really loved the episode and you felt like it resonated with you, be sure to share the love and share the episode with a friend. Also, if you could take a minute and head to the review section wherever you listen to your podcast and leave me a review, letting me know what you're loving about these episodes and which topics you want to hear next. That way, I can make sure that I continue creating episodes that you love. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. Until next week, bye grown girl gang.